And now, get ready for an exclusive look into the music industry with Behind the Mic host, Dylan Ingram. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Mic. I'm your host, Dylan Ingram, and super excited to have with me today singer-songwriter Jackie Castro. Jackie, thanks for coming on. Hello, thank you for having me. So if this is someone's very first time hearing of Jackie Castro, can you give us a quick elevator pitch of who you are? Yeah, I'm an indie pop singer-songwriter, and the biggest thing that's important to me with my writing is honest lyrics. So you've built a music career for yourself and it's obvious that you love it and that's a passion of yours so when did your passion for music begin i've definitely always loved music um growing up some of my youngest home videos are me singing writing songs actually when i was like two i was always writing about my day and the sky was blue my friend kelsey's coming over like whatever was going on i was singing it so it's always been a love of mine for sure you mentioned growing up, you listen to music constantly. Who are some of those artists or bands that you listen to and really inspired you to pursue music? Honestly, I would say Taylor Swift was like the turning point for me from like just loving music and then thinking like, oh, wait, I could actually do this. I remember I was, I think, in seventh grade at the time when her debut album came out. And it's really what sparked me to dig into that honest songwriting. Because before that, I was like, oh, I'm just a kid. I don't know how to write lyrics or like how to write about my life and she really inspired me and that's actually what I started learning guitar to because the chords were easy enough that I could do it so she's been a huge inspiration it's very cool I've gotten to meet her a couple times and she has been just as sweet as you would think um so yeah she's always inspired me so when did you make that decision that music was going to be more than just a hobby and that was something you were going to try to go after and put all of your time and energy into and pursue full time? And was that a difficult decision to make? Yeah, I think when I was younger, I just had the belief of like, I'm going to do this. I can do this. But it became more so of a reality. I would honestly say when my older brother, Jason, went on American Idol, he was on season eight and he made it fourth place. And before this, he was like a drummer. He barely sang in front of anyone. And then like overnight, he was on like a world tour. So for me, it kind of became real then. Like I could actually do this. I should actually start focusing my efforts on writing. And I would go around with him to like meetings and different things. Like I got a really good behind the scenes look and just kind of started focusing more on actually making it happen. So that's what started me in high school, starting to release some singles here and there, just getting started. If you want it, no one. it i want it is your first single that's released on apple music and i assume other streaming platforms was that your first song that you professionally recorded and released or do you have any previous experience with recording and stuff like that no yeah i have a lot of previous experience because i was actually in a band before my solo project so i right when i was out of college i went out to nashville with my two older brothers jason and michael and we signed our first record deal together out there as a band called castro 
So before doing the solo stuff, I had released an EP with them called Diamond Dreams. Um, but You Wanted, I Want It was the start of my solo career. Give us a story of that song and how'd you decide that that was going to be your first single whenever you went solo? Yeah, so that was actually the perfect segue out of the band because when we were at the end of our time doing um, music for the band, we kind of started experimenting with pop. So before that, we were like a folky, acoustic-driven sound. And we were like, let's just see what we would sound like if we were pop. So we did that song. And as you can like hear, I'm the main person on it. My brothers are actually those background vocals because this was for the band. So once I like heard the final version, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my sound. This is like a hundred percent who I am as an artist. And it just like really clicked for me that this was the true direction of like my music. So you talked about, you had some of that previous recording experience with that band with your brothers. So when you went to the studio to record for the first time, what would you say was most surprising to you about that process of actually getting in there and recording, or it could even be on the back end of maybe promoting or releasing just what was some stuff that was surprising or stood out to you? So that one was actually recorded before I knew I was going to be a solo artist. So the recording process was like, it, it was just me in a band having no clue I was about to become a solo artist. Um, but what was surprising after, I guess it was just like, I didn't realize the pressure it would be being a solo artist versus like having three people. Like we shared the pressure and the stress and just kind of like the weight of like, is this going to be successful? And when I released my first single, I was like, man, this is scary. This is like completely, it just feels really vulnerable because it's like reflective of you. It's, it's not a group thing. It's like, this is who I am as an artist. This is what I sound like. So it was definitely a big leap of faith and just putting myself out there and getting used to that. So last year you released your debut album. Thank you for your patience, which is phenomenal, by the way, if you haven't checked that out, go listen to that. But artists, releasing full albums getting more rare as the years are progressing and many are shifting to single only releases which you you have put out quite a few singles so from your experience what was the success like of putting out that full album versus just single songs at a time honestly for me it wasn't about the success of it for me the reason I did the album versus the singles was because it was just a complete story. It was like a body of work that needed to be grouped together. And it just kind of like made sense to me to put it as like a chapter of my life into a CD form. Um, it's definitely harder to release full albums. I think when you're signed to a label and you have like the full budget, like to do hundreds of thousands of dollars in promotion and radio, then like albums are a little easier. But as an indie artist, it's definitely tough to get people to listen to that many songs I mean we really do just have a short attention span these days like I'm guilty of it too it takes me a lot to actually check out a full album but for me it was like I was proud to do it it was really important to me to like do that accomplishment of I wrote this, this body of songs they belong together they're like the story of me in my early 20s like I'm doing it I'm making an album so I'm really glad I did it it was definitely hard though I will be honest about that so I've had two people on the show, Dylan Brady and Ian McConnell, that have both followed that single release plan. And it's seen a lot of people gravitate towards that. But in the future, do you think you're, is that something you're open to doing another album in the future? Or do you think you're going to stick to more EPs and singles? Yeah, I think, again, it would come down to what I write. So for me, it's like songs 
sonically will sound like they are meant to be together to me or like stories. So I think if I just got really inspired and wrote a ton of songs about like a specific chapter for me, I think I might consider doing another album. But I think what I would do differently is I would release each one as a single and just kind of group it at the end. Because I feel like that's what a lot of people do so that each song gets their moment, but you still get to like put them together. One of the singles off that album is Gravity. And that's one of your most popular songs. What do you remember about writing and recording that one? Gravity was a really funny writing story because I wrote half of the song mid-argument with my boyfriend in two different arguments, actually. So verse one, I started the song. And then like a week later, we were like arguing about the same thing. And like while we were at that point where neither of us were talking to each other, we were just sitting in the car in silence. I wrote the second the second verse and like I wrote it down in my phone so then like when I went to my writing session with my two co-writers Jeff and Chase I was like I have these verses and the verses were like the tension the parts where you're like frustrated with your partner but then when I was out of that space like with my co-writers we wrote the chorus which was the part that glues it all together and the happy part but it's like you know gravity keeps us together so it was really disjointed the way I wrote it but I think that made it cool to have that like push and pull of those different moments i got trust issues with the voice in my head because it's telling me lies i can't seem to forget like you're not enough and you don't deserve love and i wish i could make it shut up i got trust issues but they're all in my mind beating myself is someone i don't like with this damage i do and what i put me through i'm believing in things that aren't true i got trust issues So two other of your singles are Trust Issues and Romanticize. What stands out to you about those two? Romanticize sticks out to me because it was one of the first sessions I had with the people I just mentioned, um, Chase Martinez and Jeff Carl, who became like my main co-writers for this album. And it was just like we just connected and we clicked. And I just remember having so much fun writing that and just being like, this is something really special. We need to keep doing this. It was also like my first one that did pretty well. And that was exciting. It got some like fresh finds on Spotify and a couple playlists that really just encouraged me to keep going. And that I think was my second release. Um, but Trust Issues really surprised me because I always loved it, but it's it's kind of more of a simple song to me. It's it's nothing like it's very much about the lyrics and the beat and and so when it came out, it actually got in radio rotation at Radio Disney. So that was like, honestly, one of my biggest songs because it played on radio for three months. And that's been my only like radio single. So that surprised me because I just wasn't expecting it to be the one that like really got the attention of radio. So you talked about that one. You didn't expect that to blow up. But for those other two, Gravity and Romanticize, did you have any kind of like feeling that those would be 
more successful when you go out or like when you're sitting there writing them and you hear that demo, can you kind of get a sense that these are these are going to be something special? These are going to perform a little bit better or did those catch you off guard too? No, those were the ones I was like so excited about. When I started my project, I was like, it just felt so right. And it felt so me. And it was like the first couple ones that I really that really started the project that I, it made me feel confident with. So yeah, I definitely got that feeling when we were writing. I'm just like, this is special. Like people like must like this if I feel this connected to it. Because I think when you feel really connected to it, it makes it real and people like real stuff. So yeah, I had a good feeling about those. But honestly, you can never tell truly what's going to perform well. But I think if you love it, then that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Now we're going to get to get to the most recent single, Lemons. That's your newest single. And in discussing the song on Instagram, you said that you wrote the song with the intention of making people feel good when they listen to it. Just something like a summer vibe to relax to. And it really is the perfect song for anyone's summer playlist. So if you've got that summer playlist, make sure to add Lemons by Jackie Castro to it. But how is that one different from your other songs? That one is actually very different in the way I wrote it, like the place I wrote it from. So for everything else I've released, I've made sure it's like super personal and super specific to just like life stories or like what I'm going through. And with Lemons, I just kind of didn't worry about that. I was just like, what are things that make me feel good? What are things that, you know, are beautiful in life? And it was just very kind of a little more vague than I'm used to doing, a little more less like lyric heavy and just fun. Like, you know, there's a lot of, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not really lyrics. It's just feel good stuff. So, and just for a behind the scenes thing too, I actually wrote it for TV and film for like pitching purposes for commercials and different things. And it actually got its first ABC show. It's called Promised Land. So that was exciting because it's, it's my first sync and I want to do more stuff like that in the future. So that's been my first try at that direction. That's awesome. So something that stands out to me about this one, because I, I'm still in college, I'm a media design major. So this kind of stuff catches my eye, but the branding and promotion of this song is super cool. How obviously the song's called Lemon. So everything's got that yellow tint to it. And the visualizer incorporates like a kaleidoscope camera. So is that something that you have an eye for and you have these ideas like, hey, let's let's go all yellow? Or do you have some other people around you that help you with that stuff? Yeah. So usually I am the sole creative director. Like I've always had a really big hand in it. But this one, because it's actually kind of a duet with one of my good friends, Daniela Mason. She sings on it with me. She actually does this like but aside from her artist project, she does this for really big artists. So when I did the song with her, I was like, I need to jump at the chance of letting her like take the reins creatively on this. So honestly, I sat back for this one and she ran with it and she did an incredible job. Um, but yeah, I have a really great team of just videographers, photographers. My manager weighs in a lot, but it's it's definitely I'm definitely super involved in the creative process. But this one specifically, I let her just like dream imagine and make it come to life it was really cool i'm sure being a songwriter you have written a ton of songs so how do you narrow down the ones that you write and decide which ones that you want to record and release 
I think like we talked about, sometimes you just get a feeling that a song is more special than others. And that's kind of an obvious factor when picking. But I also think it depends on the moment. Like for me, it's like, what makes sense? Like my last song was like kind of a slower wedding song. And this one was like, okay, well, it's summer. This is a fun summery song. We should pick it up after that last single. So sometimes it kind of depends on what I've released around it. But I think as far as like which ones get picked, it's it's definitely got to pass the test of like, am I still super excited about it? Like months, even sometimes a year after having written it. So you kind of touched on it at the first question, but for someone who's never heard a song by Jackie Castro, how would you describe your sound to them? I try to keep like the vocal a little more upfront. I like synthesizers, but mixed with like acoustic elements. Um, and my sound keeps changing. Like I think at first I was really wanting like a bigger pop sound, whereas now like for a song like Diamonds and Wine or Champagne, another song I released last year, it's a little more stripped back, like electric or piano, violin. So I can really go all over the board, but um, yeah. So besides music, what are some of your other hobbies that you enjoy? I love to bake. That's been a big thing since quarantine. My sister-in-law taught me how to make like a really fancy cake. So now I just always want an excuse to bake. Um, I like being outdoors. I like traveling. Um, Travel is a big one to me. My mom works for an airline. So I've gotten to just do standby since I was like in high school. So I definitely take advantage and go as many places as I can. And do you have anything new in the works that you're able to discuss as far as music? I do. So I know what my next single is. I am in the process of finishing the recording process. I actually wrote it with Cal Shapiro, who is in the band Time Flies. So I'm a huge fan and it was very, very cool. We wrote the song over Zoom. And then a year later, I went to LA to actually record it. And we ended up rewriting some of it. Um, And it's really, really special. I'm not going to give any more details, but hopefully we'll have a release timeline somewhat soon. So everyone make sure to stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great one. So, And what's the best way for fans to keep up with your music and to get updates like this when the next single is coming out? Yeah, I'm at the Jackie Castro on all socials. I will say I'm the most active on Instagram or my website, Jackie Castro Music. Well, I know I'm looking forward to all the new music and I'm sure tons of people listening right now are too. But Jackie, thanks again for coming on. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. That was Behind the Mic with Dylan Ingram. Make sure to stay tuned for future episodes. Yeah.